welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on July 17th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There, you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken, and if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find options for how to do that there as well. And now, here's Deacon Inglory Lisher with a Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter. Now as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all of the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. So where do you imagine yourself in this story? Some of you might identify with Martha, who is the ultimate host, making sure her guest was comfortable, has food and drink and all that they might need. Others, as Mary, who sits, listens, and is present to their friend Jesus. Or are you the fly on the wall or the bee in the bushes seeing what's around you from a different view or a lens or an outsider looking in? I wanted to begin with this contemplative practice today because this short but packed gospel reading of Mary and Martha, while not as familiar as the Good Samaritan parable we heard last Sunday, is a common one. We hear it in the Bible often discussed at women's retreats, taught in Sunday school and confirmation, and found in both the Gospels of Luke and John, however with some distinct differences. And this story is often at the heart of the question, are you a Martha or are you a Mary? And with no shame, I say I'm a Martha. I'm a fusser, a doer, and if you know me, you see me in action at a congregational meeting, an Easter breakfast, or almost any other event here at the church where there are more than a handful of people. I'm up and about doing something, serving food, gathering and washing dishes, giving instructions, you name it. I have a hard time sitting still and letting my mind not go to the next thing that needs to be done or what's next on the agenda. In fact, even at a dinner party or event at my home, I can be found in the kitchen, making sure people have enough of what they need as their host. And that is what Martha is doing. She was the host. She welcomed and invited Jesus into her home. What she was doing was tradition. It was expected, as it was for Abraham when the three guests showed up in the desert, and as it was for any host in Jesus' time and place as well. And then there's Mary. And some of you might identify with Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening. Or maybe you have a friend or sibling who is like Mary, someone who's able to be present to the person in front of them at all times, someone who listens deeply, letting go of all worry and distractions around them. I aspire to be more like Mary, taking time and giving myself permission to ponder, to listen, 
to wait and to rest with Jesus. And I try, but there's so many distractions vying for my attention and my time, pulling me away from what I need to be and distracting me. And the more distracted I get from what is right in front of me and the busier I am, the more I worry and the farther away I get from being like Mary. And it's not that what I'm doing is bad or wrong or harmful. In fact, most of the time I'm serving others, doing my job, living out my call, helping family and friends with what they need, and just doing what I think needs to get done. But sometimes, more often than is healthy, I add more to my plate, more to my busyness, so I actually don't have to deal or see with what's right in front of me. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I know others have similar patterns. In fact, we live in a society where we are rewarded for all that we do, for what we accomplish, and sometimes there's status in being busy. I'm not sure that too many of us put on our resume or college applications, I rested, I read a book, or I went to church and sat at Jesus' feet listening to the Word of God. Our lives are filled with big and small worries and distractions that pull us away from where we are meant to be and how we are called to live our lives in Christ. And this is what I believe Jesus is trying to get across to Martha. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better or good part, which will not be taken away from her. And while this statement, this rebuke of Martha at first irked my oldest sister type A Enneagram 1 personality, wondering who he thought he was talking to his host this way, it also caused me to pause and to wonder why he said this to one of his friends because Jesus wasn't one to shy away from calling out what was important and what would bring life. You see, the root of the word worry is strangle or seized by the throat in terror. And the root of the word distraction is a separation or a dragging apart of something that should be whole. These are harsh and difficult words. In an article by Debbie Thomas from Journey with Jesus, she states, Jesus found Martha in such a state of fragmentation, a condition in which she could not enjoy his company, savor his presence, find inspiration in her work, receive anything he wished to offer her, or show him genuine love. Instead, all she could do was question his love. Lord, do you not care? Fixate on herself. My sister has left me to do all the work by myself. And triangulation, tell, me, tell her then to help me. Thomas continues, Does any of this sound familiar? Is your inner life so fragmented, so strangled, so incoherent that you struggle to give and receive love? Are you quick to anger and frustration? Has your busyness become an affront to the people you long to host? Is your worry keeping you from being fully present, fully engaged, fully alive? Have you lost the ability to attend, to linger, and to delve deep? Are you using your packed schedule to avoid intimacy with God or with others? And if I'm honest, I admit sometimes my answer is yes to many of these questions. So with this in mind, I wanted to invite us to hear Jesus' words to Martha, not as criticism, but as an invitation to a promise of something bigger than herself and bigger than ourselves. 
This is an invitation for Martha and for us not to miss the moments where God's grace and love breaks in and bursts through our everyday duties to surprise us. This is an invitation from Jesus as he teaches Mary and invites Martha to join her because his words are for all. His call is to all. His invitation is for all. And he lives, works, dies, and is raised again so that we know there is room for all and there is grace enough for all. In this invitation to let go of worry and to put aside distractions, I think it's important though to note that Jesus doesn't call Martha out for the work she's doing. He doesn't say it's not necessary or important. In fact, there's always something that needs to get done. And we are still called as people of faith to work for justice, to listen to the oppressed, to be the voice of those who are marginalized and vulnerable, and to help care for those in need. But every work we must do, we do must begin, Jesus insists, from only one thing. It must begin with him. It must begin at his feet. Jesus is calling Martha to see him, to stop, to pause, to listen, and to be present to what is right in front of her in that place and at that time. And Jesus asks the same of us as well. Martha longed to sit where Mary sat. She longed to take to light in Jesus' words. The one thing, the better or the good part that Jesus refers to is himself. He is the guest who ultimately, ultimately becomes the host. And this host invites us to encounter him through the waters of baptism and at this table and meets us where we are no matter what. As we strive to accept the invitation to sit at the feet of Jesus, remember this today. It is not our fussing, providing for others, worry and distractions that gives abundant life or leads us to overall well-being. Our well-being, our belonging, our identity, and our enoughness is a gift from God. And it comes from a life spent with God. There is nothing we can do or need to do to earn it. I want to send us with this blessing written by Duke Divinity Professor Kate Bowler from her book, Good Enough, that a few of us read during the season of Lent. And I hope you hear it as a blessing, a promise for your life today. A blessing for slowing down. Blessed are we who thought we were self-made by the doing, by the accolades, by the accomplishments, and by the gold stars. We measured our worth, how tired we were every morning, how many special events we missed because of work, by how many times we answered, how are you, with busy. We thought this was the good life. But then we grew tired and lonely. We felt the strain on our relationships in our spiritual lives, and we became a bit miserable to be around. So blessed are we who stop. Okay, maybe not stop entirely. Who are we kidding, but who slow down? Who, we who discover rest and new life and renewal when we step off the treadmill, or at least turn it down. We who remember that the world keeps spinning without us, and thank God for that. We who remember that we are loved, loved, and loved, not for what we do, but for who we are. Because we have the one thing, and that is Jesus. And with Christ, we are enough, and we are held together in this bigger, glorious story forever. Nothing we do or don't do can take that away from us. And with this, 
I proclaim the good news and the promise that comes with sitting at Jesus' feet. Thanks be to God. Amen.